everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Tuesday, the 12th day of October, 2021. My name is Nick. There is Big J right over there. I'm right over here. Big J, how was the long weekend, pal? Oh, just fine. Yeah? Yeah. Did you do anything special? Uh, no, not really. Not really at all. Just sat around for, uh, for three days? I mean, there was, no, not sit, I stood for a brief period of time. But let's be honest, you did more down. And laid down. Uh, what would you say your most position was over the last three days? Laying down, sitting up, or standing? Yeah, laying down or sitting up? Uh, let's go with uh, squatting. I don't squat on a couch. That's sitting down. Uh, we so both have our different terminologies. Congratulations. Congratulations. Do you feel well-rested then? Yeah. Considering that's what I like. What do we have to look forward to from a well-rested Big J today? Absolutely everything. Such as? Uh, streaming Dumbass. Uh-huh. Well, that's just you picking a movie that I have Okay. Well, then I guess nothing. <laughs> oh, no. It's going to be one of those days, huh? Well, you huh? pushed me into that corner. Uh, well, I was hoping that, uh, that there was going to be something that you had planned to talk about, but I understand. Uh, sometimes it's nice to just unplug and reset. We're going to recap the morning after fantasy football league. That's going to happen for sure today. And we also have a chance for you to check out a concert that is in town this very evening. In this moment, Black Veil Rides and Dead are going to be at the Revolution Center. It is wrapping up uh, day five in a row of concerts here in the Treasure Valley, rock shows specifically. Uh, you know, between Gojira Friday, Skillet Saturday, Bad Flower Sunday, August Burns Red last night, and now tonight, in this moment of Black Veil Brides, it's been a fairly busy and packed, by the way, rock schedule at a venue near you. Crazy. Which is always nice to see people supporting live music and rock music in general, and so you'll have a chance to do that over the course of the show today. We also have a chance for you to get qualified for that ATV that we are going to be giving away in less than a week now. The brand new Can-Am 570 Outlander from Birds of Prey Motorsports. That will be part of the fun that we are going to be doing today. As Big J previously mentioned, some streaming dumbass as well. So the table is set for a Tuesday show as we return from a long three-day weekend. Hopefully you had a chance to partake as well. And now we start things with some music. Metallica, kicking things off here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. It's sad but true on the X-Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Listen to me, important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. You may have noticed if you are up this early, it's a little nippy outside, dude. Nipperoo! Freezing temperatures are likely in store for the entire Treasure Valley for the majority of the week. As a matter of fact, Big J, the National Weather Service, hence to refer to as the NWS, <laughs> has issued a freeze warning for the entire Treasure Valley for tonight through tomorrow morning. Low temperatures are expected to dip into as low as 27 degrees early tomorrow morning. This will likely be the first time that this season that many parts of the valley have seen temperatures as cold as 32 degrees or colder. Coldest time of day will be around 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. Uh, and of course, the normal temperature around this time of year is 42 degrees. Not far off from the average first date for the first freeze in Boise, but low temperatures at the Boise airport are expected to be around 32 again on Thursday and Friday mornings too, so it's going to be a cold week. We're expecting highs in the mid-60s or so, so it'll kind of warm up, but this is one of those deals where, like, this is when you should be disconnecting your hoses. If your sprinklers aren't blown out, you should probably think about doing it this week. 
so that you don't have any issues with your sprinkler lines because that's when there starts to be real issues going on. And you're probably going to have to turn on the heater at the house, whether you like it or not. And so it's this particular week where it's starting to get cold. So pay attention, everybody. Well, Big J, looks like Boise State just needs you to give up on them for them to play a good game. As they knocked Man, I just off. I predicted they would lose. They didn't give up on them. You predicted they would get their asses handed to them. Yeah. But they ended up beating BYU 26-17 on Saturday. Giving uh, Andy Avalos his first signature win with the program. And they are excited. It's the first true road win over an AP top 10 team since 2001. So up next for the Boise State Broncos, the Air Force Academy Falcons, who are 5-1 as well. A pretty good season for Air Force so far. And a team that the Boise State Broncos have struggled with in the past. So Yeah, chalk up another loss for the Broncos. <laughs> I think that's the key. Big J has to say thanks, but no thanks. And we'll see what ends up happening. Ravens put together a nice little comeback victory over the Colts yesterday in Monday Night Football, uh, getting the win on a five-yard touchdown pass from Lamar Jackson to Marquise Brown on the first possession of overtime. Jackson threw for 442 through the air, four touchdowns. His team was down 25-9 in the fourth quarter, but they made it into overtime after Rodrigo Blankenship missed a 47-yard field goal to uh, lose in regulation, or I guess, uh, I guess to technically have it go into overtime, but... Uh, missed field goals were the subject of the weekend in the NFL over the course of these games. But listen, nice comeback. Uh, Lamar Jackson proved he can chuck the ball around if he needs to. Uh, not that I'm not sure if he had to prove that, but people still don't think of him as a quarterback in some circles, I think. But he's pretty good at throwing the ball when he has to, I'll tell you that. Yeah. And so we'll see what ends up happening as uh, the Ravens end up picking up another win and the Colts move to 1-4 and four on the season. So not great. Big J, Netflix and Walmart are ready to cash in on their big hits on the streamer. Stranger Things, Squid Game, Witcher, and more. Those two particular properties are teaming up on where you can find some exclusive merch for the popular Netflix shows for this coming holiday shopping season. So, toys, apparel, games, books, and other products for all of Netflix's original series that they deem popular enough to have actual apparel made, that's where you're going to find them, Walmart. This is the first time the mega streamer has teamed up with a national retailer. I'm not sure if Netflix has ever really had an official merch store, have they? Not that I'm aware of. Right, like, I mean, you could purchase some things. Like, there was some officially licensed stuff. Like, you got Stranger yeah. Things figures. Those yeah. are all okayed via Netflix. But I don't think they had, like, an actual place that you could go where you could actually buy stuff. You kind of had to see it in the wild or seek it out or something like that. But now you know Walmart's the place to go if you want some Netflix gear. So that's going to begin just in time for the Christmas season. So congratulations, everyone. It's Streaming Dumbass on the morning after with Nick and Big J. It is a simple concept. Streaming Dumbass selects three movies at random that maybe, just maybe, Big J hasn't watched or come across in his personal or professional life. And we take those movies, we strip away the stars, we strip away the studio that brought you, the... All the stuff, the director of crap, and we're left with just something called a brief plot description. And based only on that plot description, Big J must select a movie to watch and review for you in a 24-hour period. Are you ready for streaming, dumbass, sir? I totally am. Movie number one, Alex loves scary stories. Always had since he was a little kid. But when Alex finds out that some of those things in the scary stories he enjoyed as a kid are actually real... No! His knowledge of those stories and his creativity may be the only thing that keeps him alive. Jeez. Movie number two. 
Emma's stuck in a stale marriage to Mark and is surprised when he whisks her away to their secluded lake house for a romantic evening on their 10th anniversary. Aww. But everything changes the next morning when she finds herself handcuffed to Mark's dead body. Ooh. Trapped and isolated in the dead of winter to survive, she must fight the hired killers coming to finish her off, too. Movie number three. An American tourist in Greece finds himself on the run after a tragic accident plunges him into a political conspiracy that makes him a target for assassination. Jeez. Movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three? Man, I don't know, dude. Um... Yeah, I'm going to go with movie number one. Movie number one, huh? How come? I don't know. It just seems October-y. Yeah, well, I wanted to give you at least one kind of horrorish movie. as we uh, That way you can at least you know decide whether or not you want to see a Halloween-themed movie uh, as we the enter the month of October. Uh, and that's the one that you picked. You will. You passed on movie number two. That movie was called Till Death. That stars Megan Fox and Callan Mulvey. You passed on movie number three. That's called Beckett. That stars John David Washington and Alicia Vikander. Oh, okay. You will be watching movie number one. That is called Night Books. It stars Christian Ritter and uh, Lydia Jewett. So that's the movie that you will be watching. It is streaming on Netflix. Books. Night Books. See, all three of these movies uh, came out this year. So all of them are new. Uh, Night Books is the movie that you will be watching uh, featuring uh, Jessica Jones herself. So, uh, you'll see if it's any good. Big J will watch this for you and give us a full review right around this time tomorrow. So, if you want to play the home game, it's Nightbooks and it's available on Netflix right now. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Thank you. Big J, I'm going to have to do some basic math for me. No, but it doesn't work. I'll do most of it for you. Seven days in a week, yes? Yeah. Uh, And I would imagine, I don't think you eat breakfast every single day, but I'm going to say lunch and dinner is a pretty regular thing. Yeah. So we're talking about 14 meals on regular per week for Radio's Big J. On average, just guesstimate for me, how many of those meals are done via takeout or drive-thru per week? Oh, probably five or six. Five. Oh, six. Okay, so almost 50%. Of your meals are Maybe more lunches, right? Somewhat drive-through, fast food related, would you say? Yeah. Uh, and then you are right on top of the rest of the country, as a matter of fact, uh, because apparently one of the things that has gone through the roof over the course of the last eighteen months is fast food. Sea Level HX has released their annual drive-through study, and they found that the total wait time at drive-through has increased. Since 2020, which probably shouldn't surprise you, you're waiting longer for your food. Just over six minutes from when you order on average. Weights have steadily increased over the past couple of years, but one possible explanation for that is the labor shortage, of course, in this last calendar year. Also, drive throughs have been optimized in the past year and a half as the pandemic closed a lot of dining rooms, but these wait times don't tell the whole story. Uh, as Chick-fil-A had one of the longest wait times in one study, but also topped both studies in order accuracy and measures of customer satisfaction. So basically, we don't mind waiting as long as they get our order right and it's fresh and it's good. Get it right! That is the key, and I think that's absolutely true. I mean, I wouldn't mind waiting an extra minute if I know that it's going to be fresh, and I don't like... And when I, there's nothing more disappointing than driving through and then realizing like the fries are lukewarm or something like that. And you got him in, like, great turnaround, yeah. but you're like, yeah, but big deal. Or you're missing an item. Yeah, exactly. 
So get it right more than get it fast, and I think we're okay. But we're obviously all okay with waiting a little bit more for our food because we're going through drive throughs at an exponential rate currently. Broncos win on Saturday. Big upset over BYU 26-17. Up next for them, the Air Force Academy Falcons, who sit at 5-1 on the season. So another challenge for the Boise State Broncos coming up this weekend. That's going to do it for John Gruden, Big J. He is no longer the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders after dozens of emails from 2011 to 2018 surfaced in which he used racist, homophobic, and misogynistic language. i uh, already been under fire for an email that he sent a decade ago about Demoris Smith, the, uh, the NFL Players Union head, and that wasn't a good look. And then a whole bunch of other emails came out that just made it pretty much obvious that there was nothing he could do. Uh, to salvage his career because it's very hard to be a head coach in a predominantly black and african-american league Uh, and oh by the way having the only openly gay football player currently on your team and then have all these emails come out that's it i mean the locker room just isn't going to play for you anymore and so i don't think the raiders had any choice but it was mutually uh, assured that they were going to part ways but uh listen man I don't think this is my personal opinion. This is there's a very big difference between whatever you want to call cancel culture and consequences, and I feel like this is consequences. Like, listen, man, if it was one email, I don't think we'd have these issues. But there are dozens of instances. Yeah, of this. yeah, and they in, in from 28 to 2018. Yeah, that's just a couple years ago. That's not like oh, 20 years ago I was a jerk, but now I'm nice. Right. I mean, you can get in front of a podium and tell me you're not racist, but if they can pull up like dozens of emails of you using racist terms, I mean, it's like Jeff Foxworthy. You might be a racist. He was in his 40s. You might be a racist, dude. And here's the most disheartening part. He was the coach of a National Football League team, a professional football team uh, before, and he was a lead analyst at ESPN. My problem with this whole thing is, why are these the only ones that have been leaked so far? As far as these emails. And what about Bruce Allen? Like, the, the guy he was sending these emails to. Yeah. This is the tip of the iceberg on a crazy, crazy list of things that, that are going to end up coming out at some point yeah i mean look and some of these emails were sent from the espn account i mean it's just it's just not a good look for any of these companies any of these organizations and any of these people that are involved in, in this story and none of it's okay do you know what i mean yeah like, no it isn't okay it's it, it, i mean i see a lot of defenders online about you know things that are just mentioned from decades ago and listen i mean again if you use dozens of instances of this stuff a decade ago and you're supposed to be a leader of men this is not going to work i mean i don't care who you are and i don't care what you've done i mean it's just so not okay it's also the the i think the the underlining problem for me is that he probably still doesn't know what he's done wrong. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, at the time, given back at the time, looking back, you know, he didn't he didn't think anything that he was writing was wrong. No, no. And that's the problem, is that, that there's an ignorance there that is pretty obvious to the majority of us uh, and not so to the people defending him. That's, that's the thing that's going to be the, I guess, the... Um, the fallout here for for us as, as, as individuals with people that we know who want to defend John Gruden. Right. I mean, like, you know, these are people that still use derogatory terms to reference homosexuals as a negative connotation overall. And these are the people that aren't going to have any problems with him calling Roger Goodell the F word in an email. But it's just not 
cool, especially when, again, you have the only openly gay football player playing on your football team. These are just things that you cannot be a part of and pretend that you didn't say or have an excuse for it. And so that's just it. And and it sounds like what ended up happening was, I mean, I don't know how true this is, but I was reading a report that, like, the league found out about these emails and were, and basically the Raiders were just going to suspend John Gruden, but the league was like, hey, listen, he needs to go, and if he doesn't go now, we're going to keep releasing all these awful emails that we have until you have no choice but to fire him because, you know, obviously the league is also very unhappy with the way that John Gruden referenced Roger Goodell in a lot of these emails. Well, and well. DeMarcus Moore. Uh, exactly. DeMar- DeMarcus Smith. DeMarcus Smith, and too. so, yeah, they wanted they wanted him to, to go, and he probably needed to go. And so that's one of those deals where it's just – it's one of those things, man. I mean, again, it's not – it's one thing if it's one over a decade ago, then that's a thing. But that was just – But the what have we learned? Mountain. There's not just one. No, it's never just one. It's, it's never, never just one. one is the other thing. It's never one incident that gets... And listen, uh, there's also no doubt in my mind that John Gruden will land on his feet somewhere. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, no, no, no. no. Where? Think, where? Who's I don't know. Hire him? I don't know. But I, see, that's what we Nobody. say. But there's plenty of people that, that still are working that shouldn't have a job because of the things that I don't done. know. We, this is also just the tip of the iceberg of the emails that he wrote. But also, I mean, John Gruden is just fine. He never has to work again. Oh, I mean, yeah. He's made I mean, he's... Tens of millions yeah. of dollars. Even after it's all halfway this stuff through out. his hundred million dollar contract, yeah. he got forty million just in the last four years from the Raiders. Big J Disney Plus may have had some growth issues recently, but it's still on target to beat Netflix's subscriber base by 2025, according to Digital TV Research. The firm predicts that Disney will have 284.2 million subscribers in 2026 to Netflix's 270 million. Amazon Prime, meanwhile, is forecast to hit 243.4 million. So. Either way, all of these are very successful, but it looks like 2025 is when Disney will be the leading streamer out there. So they could thank Marvel and Star Wars for that, I'm sure. But either way, uh, that's a lot of people doing a lot of streaming. The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. We are headed to Titusville, Florida for today's We're Going to Hell story. Christopher Titus's hometown. Yeah, it sounds like an animated series featuring former guests of The Morning After, Christopher Titus. But alas, it is where it all goes down today. And you might want to stay off of Craig Street in Titusville, Florida, because if you drive down it, you are probably, if past performance is any indication, going to encounter some sort of fire in the road, which is never a good thing. What? And then you couple that with a drunk guy wielding a sword, and you've got yourself a uh, you-shall-not-pass situation, a real Lord of the Rings moment here. (laughs) In the wee hours of Thursday morning, officers uh, spotted some smoke coming from a residential area as they were on patrol, and so they drove over to them. What they found was a blaze about four foot high flames in the middle of the street, which is never a good thing, Big J. That's not where fire's supposed to go. And then in front of the fire was a gentleman named Scott Taylor. Now, Scott Taylor had a sword in one hand and was obviously in some sort of fictional sword fight. And then he had a bottle of Captain Morgan in the other, Big J. And then he had a knife in his waistband. So this guy is ready to go. I'm not sure what he thinks is going on, but he is ready. He's got the fire going, the captain in one hand, the sword in the other. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's like on the cover of the bottle. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's a pirate situation or if it's uh, one of those deals where he thinks he's in Star Wars and he's not. I don't know. 
But yes, he definitely could come up. I mean, everybody's got a little captain in him, according to the advertising, but I'm not sure they want that much. Taylor then dropped his weapons when he was ordered to, like a good person under arrest, but not before taking a huge swig of rum in front of the officers. He wanted to polish off that bottle, you understand? Put and, some fear in him. And then when he got to the police station, uh, that is when he jumped up and started pulling the fire sprinklers out of the ceiling. So uh, that caused a flood in the booking room. And so he caused a lot of trouble once he got to the actual police station as well. So not a good look for Scott Taylor. He's in trouble. And then, Big J, when you look on his rap sheet, here's an interesting thing. Uh, this is the sixth time that Scott Taylor has been arrested for starting a fire in the middle of the street. And that's when I start that. that I mean, to me, there's a lot of weird things going on. But that is the most interesting thing about the story to me. How does somebody, like, have this weird obsession with wanting to start a fire in the middle of the street? So much so that he gets in trouble for it six different times. It's like, at some point, you have to know, you know, there are plenty of other places you can start a fire pit if you really want to do it. Why does it have to be in the middle of the street, I guess? It's got some issues. Yeah, yeah, that could very well be. And I don't know if he was doing some sort of sword fire water dance in front of the fire and the other six burns, but... This is clearly... What if this is his religion? <laughs> okay. I'm willing to hear him out. What does he believe in, I guess? I don't know. It's part of the religion is to dance in front of a street fire? Time to come up with a good story here and get yourself out of trouble. I guess so. He's going to need it because he is in trouble. I'm not sure whatever story he comes up with is going to get him out of uh, the, causing a bunch of flooding in the booking room at a police station, however. Uh, I don't know what kind of religion you could... You know, make an excuse about there. But either way, not a good look, but also very, very Florida. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Recap in the Morning After Fantasy Football League next on the X Rock. <laughs> that is Green Day. That is Brain Stew along with Jaded here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Uh-oh. Jesus H. Uh-oh. Time to recap the Morning After Fantasy Football League week number five. Baby, last week the points were hard to come by. This week the points were very, very generous. And how did that fare for you, Big J? Well, I mean, I think uh, the average <laughs> across the league, I might have, I probably should have lost, even though uh, I had a decent enough score. I had uh, was going up against I Love Scatterday and Scunday. It's because you said Scatterday one day last week. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, Wayne, our good friend Wayne, uh, Wayne's team, and his son who usually uh, picks his uh, his team for him, probably upset today. And uh, we'll go over this. I had a pretty decent showing for everybody on my team. Uh, Dak Prescott got me 20 points. Leonard Fournette, 21 points. Nick Chubb uh, had a uh, pretty decent game there in uh, Los Angeles, uh, scored 24 points. CeeDee Lamb getting me 18 points. And Travis Kelsey, uh, even though it's another down game for him uh got me 17 points t higgins in my flex position a wide receiver for the cincinnati Bengals, got me 10 points and then uh, everybody else kind of subpar uh, on that and uh, that was enough to get me 127 almost 128 points nick and here's uh, the thing i was going up against uh wayne's team here and he has saquon barkley so saquon barkley got injured uh and it was not not pretty sight so that sucks when you've got a number one pick 
uh, in that realm and it not getting you any points. Uh, though uh, DeAndre Swift, the running back for the Detroit Lions, got him 22 points. Keenan Allen got him. Keenan Allen got him 13 and a half points. Tyreek Hill, another uh, you know not not a 40 point performance again, but still pretty decent. 14 points, and then uh, the Titans, the Tennessee Titans, gave him 13 points. Here's where uh, they made a big mistake. Uh, on their bench, they have. Uh, one, uh, Justin Herbert, who uh, had a hell of a game against the Cleveland Browns. He scored 42 points. Had he had that, instead of Matt Stafford, uh, who only scored 16 and a half points in his lineup, uh, they would have beat me soundly. Yeah, yeah, it was one move that, uh, and why you pinch Justin Herbert, I don't know. I guess he was going matchup against the Seahawks, but it was a mistake. Yeah, when you've got somebody like Herbert, uh, probably not the best thing to do, but and that was, uh, uh, the, the, they've got some inter, uh, inter uh, institutional problems there on their team fighting between uh, the GM and the coach, I guess. So we'll, we'll go with that. But happy to have a win, Nick, because uh, it was a slide. Now I'm two and three. Congratulations, snapping the three-game losing streak for Big J. On the Pickle Nick side of things, I came into the league uh, this particular week as the only undefeated team in the league. I leave this week with one particular loss. And this is just one of those where I got my ass handed to me and wasn't much I could have done in order to make it any better. So congratulations to Jeremy and the Dead, the dead Will Tell. 144 points. I only put up 97. He got a great performance out of DJ Metcalf. Kicked things off for him very nice on Thursday Night Football with a 26-point performance. And then every time I was watching the Browns, and Chargers game, it seemed like Mike Williams was wide open for a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. And so he ended up putting up 36 and a half points on me, and that gave him 144, and I can only muster 97 points. I had been having quarterback difficulties, so I decided to pick up one of the hottest quarterbacks in the league, Sam Darnold, who proceeded to score exactly six points for me. Uh, I had some injury issues with Joe Mixon. He was questionable coming in. He played and scored a touchdown, but didn't play a majority of the game. Uh, Stefan Diggs has been essentially a uh, decoy in the Bills offense all year, and that uh, he only got single digits for me. TJ Hawkinson has been missing in action the last three weeks for the Lions offense, and I've been able to overcome it, but just not this week. Only 97 points, and in a PPR league, 97 points will never, ever, ever, ever get you a win. And so I lost and fell to 4-1, and one. so congratulations to Jeremy. 2-3, yeah. Three great performance, and he had some bench players that could have done some more damage against me as well. So I will take just a 50-point loss this week and uh, nurse my wounds and try to come back next week. The story of the week, however, was three Peter Parker uh, put up a ridiculous score, a score of which I don't think I have ever seen. Not not here in this league, no. for sure. Uh, and uh, he topped 200 points this week against <laughs> Tenacious Man. D. I mean, Jim had a good game himself. Tenacious D had 140 points. Nothing to sneeze that would have gotten him a win pretty much everywhere else but just not this week against three Peter Parker who had Lamar Jackson of course 41 points last night he had uh, Eckler for the Chargers 32 points and then he had 33 from Marquise Brown yesterday Kyle Pitts gave him 26 and 31 points out of Antonio Brown a pretty good lineup and to think it actually could have been better if you would have sat down Tyler Boyd for the Bengals and played Michael Pittman last night we could have been looking at a 230 point performance easily would have won you money in daily fantasy for sure yeah. i mean uh, he beat everybody else's score by at least 60 points this week which is incredible so congratulations for the high score uh Del gets off the schneid himself and uh improves to 
two and three on the season with that particular win. Uh, discount double check enjoys becoming the new number one seed in the league. Allen improved to four and one with a 134-124 win over Tracy's team. A pretty close performance, and he can credit uh, Mike Evans and Ezekiel Elliott for giving him 134. And of course, Tracy had a good performance out of Rashawn Woods for the Rams on Thursday night, and Hopkins, a wide receiver for Arizona, just not enough to give her a win. She falls to one and three. A couple of tough luck losses for Tracy this season. Uh, in the lowest scoring game of the weekend, good twin Tanya's team ended up beating no punt attended Lanny. Both teams are uh, right around the 500 mark. Tanya's three and two, and Lanny's two and three. But uh, good twin overcame a rough performance from McKissick. The running back for Washington as Kareem Hunt and uh, John Josh Jefferson for the Vikings ended up leading her in scoring. And then Lanny had really uh, Derrick Henry and nobody else show up for him. And that's what got him 73 points, the low point of the actual week. Congratulations as well to Everyday and Russell and another 158-point performance for Melanie. She improves to 3-2. and two. Courtney takes a tough luck loss. This one was close as well, 158-142. to 142. Courtney probably upset that she decided to start Mike Gusecki and his 8.3 points over uh, Mr. Andrews. Mark Andrews had a 41-point performance last night, the tight end for the Baltimore Ravens. A pretty good one at that. That would have given her a pretty convincing win. Unfortunately, instead, she went with Gusecki and it cost her the game. One in four for our defending Super Bowl champion, Courtney. Uh, this particular season has been a rough one for her, but congratulations to Melanie. Every damn wrestling uh, overcame a Russell Wilson injury. Not sure what she's going to do for the quarterback position. I guess she's got Joe Burrow. If his throat's okay, he'll be all right. Uh, but then, you know, she had a great performance on Jonathan Taylor and Devontae Adams that gave her the victory as well. So that is your recap. And coming up in week number six, Big J, it's the matchup we've all been waiting for. Who you got? Uh, I got you. That's right, you jerk. It is no, Nick versus fault, Big J. But I didn't choose it. In the matchup, and we will see who ends up coming out on top. I'm not feeling great. I've got some injury concerns on my team now. Listen, bunch of Qs up there. Me too. And so we'll see. Who's been banged up for you? Uh, Travis Kelsey, but uh, in general, uh, some of my team uh, on uh, injury reserve and just uh, up and down. All so. right. Well, uh, it's part of the fantasy football. It's just like mm -hmm. a real football team. These players get hurt, and you have to come up with figures and, and people to actually fill the gap. So we'll see what ends up happening between myself and Big J this week. It is the first matchup between the two of us. Here's traffic. Traffic time. TDS Fiber Traffic Center time to be exact. Brought to you by the Lifetime Store. What's up, CB? It's slow on eastbound I-84 from 10 Mile Road exit 42 to Eagle. Stuff. Hey, what's going on in the news today? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. We have a ton of very talented and magicianal people that listen to this show on a regular basis that are, you know, musicians. They know what they're doing when it comes to playing instruments, mm -hmm. unlike yeah. us. And now you can use Google to tune a guitar. The feature is called Google Tuner. And it will use your computer or your phone microphone to listen to the sounds coming out of the guitar and tell you whether or not they're in tune. Android police report a some similar functionality existed before and you could invoke it by telling Google Assistant to tune my instrument, but now it's available as a search phrase and works from any single device. 
Mashable notes to find it, you have to search for Google Tuner specifically, but if you do, it will pop up and save you some money. Don't have to walk around with one of those mobile tuners. We've seen plenty of bands that come in here and use their phone to tune their instruments, but those are some of those are apps that you can pay money for. Google apparently is a free one that does just as good of a job, so there's a chance for you to save some cash. Yeah. If you play an instrument, you always need a guitar tuner. Broncos win over BYU 26-17 on Saturday. They got Air Force this weekend. Ravens beat the Colts in overtime 31-25 last night. It is the beginning of NHL. The hockey top puck drops tonight, including the debut of the Seattle Kraken, Big J. Uh, They're going to take on Las Vegas on the road, so the NHL season gets underway. And we have baseball news. Red Sox beat the Rays last night 6-5 to win their series, three games to one. That'll do it for the Rays. They are eliminated. The Red Sox await the winner of the Astros-White Sox matchup. Houston leads that two games to one. Uh, It's been 17 innings since the Milwaukee Brewers scored a run, Big J. The Atlanta Braves recorded their second straight shutout, 3-0, to take a 2-1 series lead. Jock Peterson hit a three-run homer in the fifth inning. That was all the scoring the game needed for the Braves to jump out to that lead. And the Giants beat the Dodgers 1-0 on an Evan Longoria fifth-inning home run. They take a 2-1 lead over the defending World Series champions as well. Tom Cruise was in the audience during the fun that was the game between the Dodgers and the Giants, Big J. And nobody cared except for the fact that it was fairly clear that Tom Cruise has had some work done. And people wanted to comment about it. His face, it felt like he got a little too much filler in the face. He looked Wayne Newtony, if that makes any kind of sense. Well, what it looks like is that he had just recently had it done. Yeah, so there was some swelling going on in the face and it looked very puffy and uh, he was having some issues. And listen, social media doesn't have time for that, Big J. They're ready to tear you down at a moment's notice. So Tom Cruise was the bastion of people's tweets yesterday as he had some issues with, you know, listen, we're all getting older, right? But I'll put Tom Cruise in the line with anybody else. Stop getting stuff done on your face, man. It never looks good. It never, ever does. Something always goes weird or makes you look uncommonly, you know, stretched out or something. It just, it's not, it's not an answer. Everybody should be happy with how they look. I know it's easier said than done, but Tom Cruise especially. You know, he's a movie star. He's doing okay for himself. Well, I'm pretty sure this isn't the first time he's done it. No, 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 no. You're absolutely right. I mean, there can't be, but, you know, but it just is the first time that either he came out too soon or he got bad work done. One of the two. You can look forward to that in the next Mission Impossible whatever movie. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. We're going to test your pop culture knowledge here in a second. Pop Culture Smackdown. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big show tonight at the Rev Center. In this moment, Black Veil Brides and Dead. It's going to be a hell of a show. We've got your last minute tickets right here. You just need to uh, beat me Pop Culture Smackdown to come pick these up before 4 p.m. and boom you're in. That's how it works. 208-287-1003 is our phone number if you want to go to tonight's show at the Rev Center. You are going to have to defeat Big J in the process of claiming these prizes however so if you think you got what it takes and we're going to focus on movie knowledge this time around specifically movies in the 2000s kind of area so uh if you think you got what it takes now would be the time to give it the old college try good luck to everybody involved hello the x hello how we doing we're good man what's your name 
My name is Storm and Norman. All right, Storm and Norman. What was the name of the horse featured in the Walt Disney animated series of films called Toy Story? Was it Toto, Rocky, or Bullseye? Bullseye. That is correct. Right. Big J, Brad Pitt plays the role of former UN investigator Gary Lane in which 2013 movie? World War Z. That is correct. Right. Norman, back to you. The 2012 film Breaking Dawn is a series, is an installment in which movie trilogy? Oh, boy. <clears throat> Sorry, I don't know. That's all right, man. It happens. Wrong. It's not the easiest question in the world. Either you know this one or you don't. Hello, the X. Hello? Hello. Oh, they're scared. Scared to answer the question. Hello, the be. X. Do you know this Good one? Morning. Good morning. Yeah. 2012 film Breaking Dawn is an installment in which movie series? Twilight. That is correct. Right. Big J, the 1980 biographical film The Coal Miner's Daughter is based on the life of which country singer? Um, let's go with, uh, I mean, I, I, I know it's not Dolly Parton, but I'm going to say Dolly Parton. Wrong. Because I can't remember her last Tanya something. Were you thinking of Tanya Tucker? Tanya, yeah. Tanya. Wrong. No? Thinking of maybe Tammy Wynette? Yes. Wrong. I'm incorrect as well. Uh, the answer is Loretta Lynn. Right. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. <laughs> I was thinking of the one that worked with Jack White. Right? Yeah, yeah she ended up working with Jack White. Yes. You're absolutely correct. Uh, congratulations. You got tickets to In This Moment and Black Veil Brides. That show is tonight at the Revolution Concert House and Event Center. Please hold on tight. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're all set and good to go. And there's your pop culture smackdown. We got some headlines. They're happening next on the X Rocks. It's time for headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. If you need a car loan do-over, get online pre-approval with the iPreCheck button at GoTeamMazda.com. It's big, it's blue, and it's right there for you. GoTeamMazda.com is where you need to go to check it out for yourself. Headlines are as follows. Tough way to wake up. Big boom theories and avenge me. Big boom theories. A big boom was heard and felt in New Hampshire yesterday morning, and so far... Officials aren't exactly sure what caused it. People in dozens of towns across the central and southern parts of the state, as well as border locations in southern Maine and northern Massachusetts, called in about the very strange incident. Representatives from the U.S. Geological Society and Boston College's Western Observation say there wasn't any seismic activity recorded to indicate any kind of earthquake, and earthquakes usually don't have big booms before then. The Federal Aviation Administration reported no military aircraft activity in the area on Sunday. And so, geophysicists from the USGS say that New Hampshire is often hit with little tiny earthquakes. Even though no seismic activity was recorded, that doesn't mean there wasn't one. A Western Observers, uh, obs- uh, Observatory research scientist tells WCAX that it's likely the event was caused by a meteor or some other natural phenomenon. Or, Big J, I'm ready to hear pitches. What else could it have been? Uh, well, aliens, of course. Of course, that goes without saying. Breaking the sound barrier. Oh, you think it was sound barrier stuff? I don't know. I mean, that's, you know, a good source of loud explosion. Yeah, but if the ground shakes, the sound barrier doesn't usually cause that. There's not a lot of, like, you know, a long, you know, large 
wide kind of shaking of the ground involved with the sound barrier, but definitely would explain the explosion. Could be breaking the sound barrier and then crashing into the ground. You know, finally somebody has, uh, first contact is made. No, that was a balloon. Oh, was nice. a weather balloon. Gotcha. Uh, so... Headline number two, tough way to wake up or avenge me. Avenge me! A Brazilian man was saved by the Hulk, Big J. The Incredible Hulk. Oh, damn. Actually, it was his phone cover that was Incredible Hulk themed that miraculously deflected a bullet during an armed robbery attempt. A tweet recounting the marvelous save currently boasts more than 6,000 likes, but apparently what happened was he was walking down the street Thursday, October 7th in Brazil. Suddenly, an unmanned name walked up to him and was accosted by a bunch of muggers. And they were like, hey, listen, we need your money. Wouldn't give it up. And so the muggers decided to shoot him. And when they shot him, sure enough, Big J, it hit his cell phone's phone case that happened to have an incredible Hulk on it. And boom, oh, it stopped the bullet. Found out that the bullet didn't even break the guy's skin. Instead, the projectile had grazed the fortunate soul's hip before bouncing off of his smartphone, which sported a case that it was fittingly embezzled with the image of the world's mightiest superhero, Big J. Hulk. Apparently, you're not going to like this guy when he's angry. But at least he was able to get away unscathed, and they didn't take his wallet. They just decided to kill him instead, I guess. But thankfully, the bullet didn't kill him. It did, however, kill his phone and the Incredible Hulk phone cover. But my guess is you go right back and you buy another one of those, right? Right. Especially if they're bulletproof. You never know when they can come in handy. Also a good uh, real advertisement for phone covers in general. You never know. Protect yourself and your phone. Wrap it up with Tough Way to Wake Up. On October 4th, a woman in British Columbia was awoken by a crashing sound and the feeling of debris hitting her face. You know that feeling, Big J. <laughs> Ruth Hamilton looked up to see a hole in her ceiling and a rock on her damn pillow. Oh, damn. She called 911 because she wasn't exactly sure what happened. Turns out, a meteor was sailing over the area that night. Authorities say part of it must have broken off, crashed through the woman's roof, and landed right on her damn head. According to the Daily Star, she's lucky that the fist-sized rock didn't kill her and only narrowly missed her head. Hamilton says she'll keep the meteorite. Uh, God knows what kind of awful curse that brings onto her home. But as for the damage, her insurance company has determined whether... Here's an interesting thing. The insurance company is going to put up a fight because they don't think her cover, her house is covered by space debris, which is okay. what they consider the meteor. Come on, insurance company. Ah, <laughs> man. You're the worst. What is wrong with people? I mean, you have insurance for this exact situation. Now we have to get specific space debris insurance. It's bad enough some of that stuff like, is already What the hell added. is covered? I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, certainly not a meteor, however. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There are your headlines. You're up to date on all of it. It's the latest from Papa Roach. Kill the noise here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And I suppose, Big J, kids in sports got to keep your head on a swivel, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of parents, especially here recently, may have uh, decided to uh, not let their kids play football because of the potential for injuries and, uh, you know, what concussions and those sort of things. They wanted to play maybe a safer sport like golf, Nick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hey, hold your horses. Uh, a new study here finds that golf may be deceptively dangerous. Researchers report over 6,500 kids each year suffer various injuries while riding in golf carts. In golf carts. Yeah, that's a lot of kids. That is a lot carts. of kids. But it also, I mean, like, do they say how these injuries happen? 
No, no, not necessarily. You're right. Because I, I also remember that when I was a kid, driving a golf cart was a golf cart was essentially uh, my. I thought everything was a NASCAR track. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. And so I was trying to do things and tip things over and eject my friends from said golf cart and vice versa. So I'm guessing that's probably how it works, unless to do with the sport altogether. But uh, that's why kids should always walk the course. Agree or disagree? Yeah, people. yeah, uh, sure. Because you can, you're fit enough to do it. I hope. Um, and and then I got, I, I realized this uh, as I as I saw the story. I'm like, oh no. Uh, my best friend, uh, my buddy Anthony, had posted a picture. Uh, he's on vacation uh, with his family in Arizona. They went and did some golfing, and he had a picture of him and his oldest daughter, who's. Uh, getting old uh, uh, I, I know how he feels uh, but they went golfing together and I'm like hey I've seen Anthony drive a golf cart before <laughs> as you have yes it yes. is dangerous Him he's dangerous driving a golf ball is dangerous as well sometimes so I just hope that everybody ended up okay after that round of golf but yeah uh, he, he is he is overturned a golf cart <laughs> it is true uh, it is true. Who was? Do you remember when? Uh, who, were you driving when the golf cart went uh, uh, completely into the tree? Was that? That uh, was all of us, I, right? I, yeah. Pete, you, me, and who else was golfing with I, us? I don't remember. I also I do remember Anthony on top of the golf cart at some point. <laughs> that was Anthony. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. something happened where like literally the golf cart that I think he was driving crashed into a tree. Yeah, and well, then fell apart. What happened was Bushmills. So <laughs> that's that's his kryptonite. Yes, uh, we may have been partaking in some beverages while we were playing the round of golf. But I still, I, I remember I was hitting a shot and you guys were way down there. And next thing I know, we drove up and the, the golf cart was in the tree and all dented and damaged. And uh, and yes, he was on top of the golf cart. So yeah, that was yeah. an interesting day. Hopefully everybody ended up okay. You had a kid who played golf for years and years and years. Any golf cart yeah. injury? Uh, none that she would claim to. None that have been but, disclosed. But you know, I mean, w w in high school, they don't they they can't use the golf carts. They have when, to walk the course. Yeah, so. when you're on the team. But you know, she also played on her own. I'm sure when I, she was. I don't think that's the case ever. She's never played on her own. <laughs> she never volunteered to go. Never will golf again. It's very disappointing. She had an amazingly sweet swing. Lots of money were spent. What a waste. Uh, I know. She played great. We played around with her. Amazing. Another amazing golfer. But uh, you know what? Some kids, some people just don't uh, don't answer that call. Sometimes the talent doesn't mean anything, you know? They got to have that passion, Big J. If the passion isn't there, then what's the point? So, like, <laughs> you know, if his passion is to drive golf carts into trees, then so be it. Yeah. So wait be a rock star. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We got your bad impressions. Those are happening next on the X-Rock. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And of a heck of a good uh, prize package here, Morning After Styles. We have a Papa Murphy's Boise Meal Deal, large pepperoni pizza. Uh, you get some cheese bread there. Uh, you get some cookie dough and a two-liter bottle of soda you're choosing in that. We'll get you hooked up with that, as well as take it to tonight's show. In this moment, Black Veil Brides and Dead. Just got to come pick them up here before 4 o'clock, so... Uh, you do need to figure out bad impressions today. Sounds like dinner and a show on us. If you would like to play, now would be the time to get on the phone. 208-287-1003. This is how bad impressions works. Big J has a celebrity in his mind and his heart, and he has written three clues about them. If you can figure out who that celebrity is in those three clues or less, you got a concert you're going to tonight, and you're going to enjoy some Papa Murphy's on us. Hello, The X. Hello. What's up, man? What's your name? Anthony. All right, Anthony, you're up first. Before I give you the clues, I'm going to tell you right now, this is a fictional character, a famous 
sitcom father, okay? Okay. What are you going to put on your resume, dumbass? Yelling yelling is the only part of being a father I enjoy. Red Ford. What's that? Is that Red Ford from the 70s show? Yes, yes. Boom! Good job, man. Congratulations. I only would have known his first name. Good job, dude. You got tickets to uh, In This Moment tonight, along with Black Veil Brides and Dead, and you got some Papa Murphy's coming your way. Hold on tight, dude. We'll get some info from you. Clue three for fun. Uh, Eric, you and Kelso and all your friends need to know, without our government, you'd be stuck in Siberia sucking the juice from a rotten commie potato. And why is Red Foreman in the news? Uh, Red Foreman and uh, his wife going to be returning, Nick, in that 90s show. They tried this with that 80s show on Fox, and nobody watched it. But they're yeah, going to give it the is, old college try. Well, it's coming to Netflix, so uh, that's important. And the plan is for Kurtwood Smith and um, uh, Deborah Joe Rupp to uh, reprise their roles and, for the most part, play grandparents to their kids' kids. And uh, you'll see from time to time some of the characters come back in. Probably some of them not. But. Right, yeah. I don't think anybody, I don't think the big names are going to come back, but you never no, know. No, I, I mean, I highly suspect that they, they're going to have a couple of uh, surprises. I was talking more of Danny Masterson. Oh, but. well, yeah, I see. Of course. I, I'm just saying I don't think Ashton will return or Mila will return. Oh, absolutely. Maybe. You think so? Yes. Why makes you think that? Oh, because it's that they loved the, I mean, they, they wouldn't be together if it wasn't for that 70s Oh, show. you're absolutely true. You're absolutely right about that. But uh, but we'll see what ends up happening in that 90s show. Kirkwood Smith, former guest of the morning after. Uh, Red Foreman was great. That interview on, uh, on xrock.com. I never watched that 70s show, a show that I never really got into. Um, so, uh, but I know that a lot of people did and are excited about this coming back and I'm always happy that he's working. So I'll take it morning after with Nick and big J. There's your bad impressions. We wrap up the show here next on the X rock. That is Hailstorm back from the dead to wrap up the morning after with Nick and Big J here on this Tuesday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us. Big J selected a movie on Netflix called Nightbooks that he will be watching and reviewing for you tomorrow. So if you want to play the home game, you can watch that tonight if you got nothing else going on. We also had a chance to remind you that, you know what, probably not a great idea to set fires in the middle of your street. You certainly don't want that to have happen. And then if it does happen, uh, don't be, you know, waving around a sword and chugging Captain Morgan's. It's just a bad, bad combination. Of course, we also reminded you that there are no more undefeated teams in the morning after Fantasy Football League. And make sure your kids take up another sport besides golf. So a busy and serviceable Tuesday. We will take it. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Listen, man, archaeology is really cool. And they uh, just discovered a winemaking facility in the ancient city of Yevneva in Israel. It dates back dates back thousands of years, Nick, to the Middle Bronze Age, uh, and it just wasn't like a, a little uh, ma and pa thing. It was a huge complex capable of tuning, uh, turning out two million liters of wine per year, and it had these huge five uh, identical wine presses. It even had its own kill to make pottery to store wine. Listen, man, when it comes to the populace getting hammered, we will do whatever it takes, doesn't matter what time uh, or place it took place at. Yeah, the, but but here's what I mean is that in a couple thousand years, somebody's going to be uh, riffling through all the uh, leftovers here and the fine edge brewing. 
<laughs> and be impressed with yeah. the, uh, the way it was. Be like, oh, man, look at the beer they had. Pretty impressive. There's going to be lots of that stuff around here for people to mess around with. Uh, and they'll see our ways and make the same mistakes that we did. Uh, how about we talk about Jason Drew coming in next? That's happening. Plus your next set of X-Rock brought to you by DMB Supply. For all you need to work and play in the West, from lawn and garden supplies to a huge selection of pet food and power tools, DMB Supply has the brands you love and the expertise to guide you on your way. We will see you on Wednesday. Have a good one. It's the X-Rock.